Axl Rose is recovering after a nasty fall during a show in Las Vegas. Doctors say the fall damaged Axl's. <laughs> wow, that made me laugh. Um, we got we're getting a bunch of texts for people who like the uh, the the Tim the lawyer coming by, and particularly the last segment. Thanks for the last segment. It's been one of the best explanations of wealth distribution I've ever heard. Your show is the best. People saying they're going to play it for their kids, send it off to people. Blah blah blah. Yeah, please so, do. Available through the podcast wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. Armstrongygetty.com <laughs> is a good place to find it. And we'll have the link to uh, timthelawyer.com yeah, to I, support I, the Heritage Foundation. I could have talked to him about that for a long time. Oh my gosh, just, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I understand his uh, his saying that in theory, from a libertarian standpoint and the founding father standpoint, we wouldn't be doing any wealth distribution. But we're so far down the road for so many decades of uh, collecting taxes and passing it out to people. That's not going away. I just wonder. Is there anything close to a sweet spot for liberty-loving people or not? I, th- I think it could absolutely be reined in, reformed, uh, reduced, that sort of thing. There's so many arguments about government that end up at a loggerheads. And, and again, I wish Tim could stick around and we could chat about this for hours. I mean, like the uh, the money in politics thing. Um, it's absolutely unquestionable that those who write checks to legislators who lobby get what they want. They don't always get what they want. They don't always get everything they want. They at the very least have a better shot at getting what they want than I do, for instance. Oh, yeah. They get access. And so the bigger government becomes, the more it becomes a servant to the already powerful. And that's one of my great arguments with the left is they want to empower government more and more and more to do more and more things. And and when they do that, it becomes more a tool, a tool of the powerful because there's no way to stop people from buying TV commercials it's the modern printing press and the constitution is absolutely unambiguous that political speech is absolutely protected. So where does that leave us folks? I'll tell you where it leaves us reduce the power of government so that it's not worth bribing. But my view is out of fashion as are my clothing choices frequently. Somebody just texted that the Kentucky rally, and I actually missed this rally. That was the one with Rand Paul last night. Uh, at the Kentucky rally, there were people behind him wearing Read the Transcript t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. So that was that's Trump, Read the Transcript, do what he said last week, do the fireside chat sort of thing. Right. It's, it's sort of the point we've been making, but, you know, simpler. It's all out there already. Or virtually all out there. What are we talking about at this point? And speaking of the Trumps, Don Jr. has got a book out. Uh, what's it's the name fine. of the book? Does it say here what the name of the book is? Moby Dick. Is that a children's book? <laughs> Triggered. In his new book, Triggered, President Donald Trump's uh, son, Donald Trump Jr., questioned how people can label his father as racist when he let him hang out with Michael Jackson as a child. Now, this is written by Trump that's, haters. That's an odd example. I can tell by the way this story's written. It's written by a Trump hater, so keep that in mind. But here is a quote from Don Jr. Oh, and by the way, given all the things my father... I don't think Donald Trump's a racist, by the way, so I'll just start there. Um, uh, given all the oh, things... My, what? Everybody thinks that's self-evident. Given all the things my father has been called particularly a racist, it sure sounds odd that he'd let his son vacation with a black man or hang out with Michael Jackson, doesn't it? If he's a racist, he's not very good at it. Michael Jackson, one of the worst examples of a black man you could ever come up with. If, gonna... uh, if, if that's typical of the arguments in the book, I'm skipping it. <laughs> There's Michael Jackson there from Beyond the Grave reviewing right. a book. Right. As he does sometimes. <laughs> well, you've got to do something to pass the time. Reviewing books from Beyond the Grave. Yahoo! The King of Pop. So, 
Read that or don't. Oh, boy. Where do we go from there? I don't know. What am I in the mood for? Somebody um, making the point. I'll just follow up on this, too. Kamala Harris saying uh, it's time to recognize the elephant in the room. She's trying to explain why she's at 1% in the polls. The elephant in the room being that she is a black woman, and that's why she's not getting the votes she should be getting. Right. Uh, we got this text and a lot of people making this point. Kamala is running in the Democratic primaries. <laughs> Only Dems are voting. So the Democratic Party is so against women and blacks and black women in particular. If yes, an intersectionalist that she can't get ahead. Right. And we are in trouble then. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, for the umpteenth time, all of you who call everything racist all the time are giving cover to real racism. That's it, you wonder what effect am I having on the world? I want my time on Earth to be worth spending. I'll tell you the effect you're having. You're making real racists have better days if, because if everything's racism, nothing is racist. But if if so, it's whether or not a candidate candidates that lose can deal with the fact that people didn't like them. But I think I could handle. It'd be tough to 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 think that. I laid myself bare. People looked at me and decided, we just don't like you. That, right. would, that would hurt. That'd be painful. Yes. But I could easily internalize without not a lot of pain to just say I'm not very good at running for office. That wouldn't bother me. I'm just or, not very good at this. I'm not, I'm not very good at appealing to people's uh, emotions for voting. Right. For whatever reason, I'm not good at it. That wouldn't wound me. Well, and as many a comedian has done, uh, blame the audience. <laughs> These people are too stupid to uh, appreciate what I could have done for the country. Well, the unwashed masses are, are just they're morons. That would well, seem to me a pretty easy go-to for being rejected by the populace. The my, populace sucks. What's the matter with you people? These jokes are hilarious. My <laughs> jokes don't suck. This is just the worst audience I've ever seen. Right? That's the Larry David approach, from what I understand, back in his early days. You don't even know what I'm talking about, do you? You people are so stupid. You just lay down the microphone and walk off. Oh, my gosh. Oh, <laughs> I love that idea. It's just so uncomfortable. I, yeah, he wasn't kidding though. He was just—he was completely one hundred percent serious. Yeah, that's where the funny comes from. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of uncomfortable, Jack, many women across America have been resentful and confused by their congratulations uh, on expecting a baby cards that they've refu- that they've received, uh, mostly because <laughs> they're not expecting a baby. How many? How many is it? Uh, many, 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 many thousands of American women uh, received these cards that said, uh, "Here's a picture of a guaco, a, a, a avocado on the front." Holy guacamole! Um, there's a terrible pun in here. Uh, you're going to avo baby. What? Signed by Jenny B. Congratulations. Uh, they were sent to women across the country. The problem was they were sent by some marketing company that had some sort of opt-in list, and and these women weren't pregnant and didn't know who the hell Jenny B is. And um, why are they sending me gift cards to my childhood home <laughs> congratulating me on my pregnancy? So, literally, women would get calls from their mom saying, um, we got a card congratulating you on your baby Sent to the home where you grew up. And, <laughs> and everybody's just completely confused by this. Um, the, uh, <clears throat> uh, the person behind this apologizes and says it was a really awkward situation. Uh, we regret it. Blah, blah, blah. So nice marketing. 
My parents received a card addressed to me at my parents' house with no return address, $245 worth of gift cards and coupons congratulating me on my pregnancy. Jenny B. from Salt Lake City, who are you? Do you have the wrong Roya? I'm not pregnant. Wow, whose idea was that? Here's another uh, person on Reddit who's undergone sterilization surgery and uh, prompted a very awkward conversation with the family. I'm sure. Husband saying, um, what's the deal with this, et cetera. Oh, well. Um, one final election note before we take a break. But uh, So the numbers are in on how much money the candidates raised, and it got a lot of attention that Biden raised like a dollar fifty, Not near as much as, uh, as, as the leading <laughs> candidates. Uh, you kind of took away from the reality of this joke and that Wayne Messam reported that in the third quarter, Wayne Messam is a mayor in Myanmar, Florida. For, wasn't he the former mayor? It doesn't matter. Running for president. It literally does not yeah. matter. <laughs> His campaign reported that in the third quarter they raised $5. <laughs> not a joke. And the, wow. big, the big question from a lot of people is who sent him the $5? But. Well, and... <laughs> I mean, the next quarter could be a, just a skyrocketing trend if somebody sent him a 50. I mean, Wayne Messam has reported a tenfold increase in fundraising. <laughs> Candidacy is finally starting to take hold. Oh, wow. Wow, $5. So getting to our, our death pool, uh, somebody's got Wayne Messam in their pool. Yeah, in what sense is he in? Right, he... he <laughs> By by his definite, well, he's filed papers, I guess, so he's more in than he the raised, average American. He raised but barely. five dollars in the third quarter. Wow, <laughs> I find that humorous. So I found ten dollars in a pair of pants the other day. Awesome. My pants have twice the the campaign <laughs> funds as Wayne Messam. Your pants should run for president. Well, they they'll have every bit as good a chance as old Wayne. How do they feel about the various issues? So I won't belabor this as it's been talked about enough, I think, but um, I was just reading a piece by David French, who used to be at the National Review, is now with the dispatch on uh, why Elizabeth Warren continues to get the coverage she gets, which helps propel her to the top of the polls. And it's how her appeal in the polls is almost entirely to educated, highly educated white people, particularly white women, but highly educated white people, liberals, mm. and uh, and the media is made up of highly educated white liberals, mm-hmm. and so they see her as one of our own, or she's speaking their language, and so she gets outsized positive coverage, even from a normal Democratic candidate, out of the media, and that's helped propel her toward... Mean at the top of the polls. Right. That makes sense to me. Yeah, it does. Well, well. And why she might have a trouble, um, you know, on down the road getting the nomination, because a lot of the Democratic Party is moderate or conservative or just working class or, or, well, not white. Right. Educated liberals. If I were granted kingly powers, number one, that would be a betrayal of everything I hold dear. But I'd probably take the job. Um, I'd be wise and benevolent. I would try my best to be. I think at this point in my life, I'm incorruptible. 
at this age. Really? If I had been made king when I was like in my early 20s, I could have been corrupted. I don't think I could be at this point. I can be bought. Uh, so anyway, moving <laughs> on. No, I kid. Um, it's funny because I'm thinking about, uh, I absolutely believe I am surrounded by it. I am drowning in it. The uh, The phenomenon that someone is dragged away from their common sense and their understanding of humanity by education. And I'm pro-education, but you go to universities and you get indoctrinated into these Fruit Loops ideas that, that can't work, have never worked, but your professors are have fancy uh, language and graphs and the rest of it. And, you know, as Thomas Sowell put it, there are some ideas that are so, I can't remember whether he said stupid or unwise, that only an intellectual could believe them. we got to stop calling that education. It's indoctrination. Yeah, um, you're right. Because, because yeah, everybody's pro-education, but that's not education. Right. Being told stuff that's crap is not education. Right. On the other hand, there are some people who are so super dumb that all they respond to is is animal impulses, and they're full of superstition and super dumb. And and you can't <laughs> you can't reason with I'm them. I'm super dumb. They're just they're <sighs> super dumb. And I don't think either of those groups should vote. And, uh, you know, if it were not for the absolutely horrific uh, history of uh, poll tests and all, I would exclude the super dumb and the so intellectually twisted that they've forgotten what humanity is. Well, one you can test for. You can you could you could have a test that figures out who's the super dumb. I'm sorry. You are super dumb. (laughs) I thought I was just kind of dumb. Dang it. Dang it. I'm going to just chew on this stick for a while. (laughs) It's the only way I can relieve my stress. Yeah, that's what dumb people do a lot is stick chewing. Stick chewers. Bunch of window lappers. Huh? Window lickers. But how are you going to have a test for the uh, improperly highly educated? I'll well, do it. Again. <laughs> You'll do it. it. Yeah, you Sean can talk I'll... to him for a few minutes yeah. and figure yeah. it out. Uh, Sean and I, uh, we differ politically, certainly, but I think we can both uh, recognize somebody who's so over the freaking moon for some <laughs> nut job theory of the day uh, that they ought to be d- d- kept away from the voting booth. The super dumb. Uh, it would take kingly powers, though, because, you know, this is a hell of a thing to do. Um, but there are days I definitely think it would help. Oh, um, um, Tim Sandifer, when we had him on, he talked about people who uh, talk about overturning the election, and that is a popular thing for people to say. They're trying mm. to overturn an election. David French, I'm quoting again, said, if they overturn the election, Hillary would be president. <laughs> That's not what's going to happen. Mike Pence would be president. So it's a different result, but it's not. Uh, How many I people under- do we need to impeach before it's Hillary? <laughs> <laughs> Let me study the Constitution. And then after the assistant postmaster general, the failed candidate from the last election, shall ascend to the throne. Uh, yeah, I understand the argument. Oh, sure. Though. Um, yeah, well, the the other really interesting thing Tim said was that he thinks, based on, you know, a lifetime of study, the Founding Fathers expected much more impeachment of presidents, perhaps, but certainly judges and and other officials. Well, I guess it's judges and presidents, according to the Constitution, who can be impeached. But I thought that was kind of interesting. So would you like to be sad or sickened? I have a survey that says 69% of parents feel addicted to their phone and say it's cutting into their time with their children. Say that again. What percentage? 69%. Oh, that's right. I did it backwards. What percentage of parents say they're addicted to their phone and it's cutting into the time with their children? Almost 70%. Giggity, giggity. 70. That's why I said 70 for the (laughs) 
childish, super dumb among us. <laughs> Dummy. Hey, folks, don't worry. He won't know I'm referring to him because he's SD. <laughs> That's one of our tests when I we kid. do the vo- voting stuff. We, we give stats and we say the number 69, and if they chuckle <laughs> or say giggity, yeah, you don't get the vote. Yeah, listen, you can do anything you want, just not vote. <laughs> So you got that, which will right. make you sad. That, that is sad. Or a new show. You know, it's it's funny. I, Joe Getty, of all people, the the world's greatest real estate porn addict. I just look at real estate all the time and just study trends and where you know what values there are and what markets and and the rest. I just find it interesting for some reason. I have not until recently become a fan of the real estate shows. On the channels, your house flipper this and rock the block I saw at the doctor's office as I sat there waiting and waiting and waiting for an appointment. You're good at making the appointment. You're not good at keeping the appointment. The House Hunters is always hilarious. Yes, I'm a puppeteer. She's a part-time art student. Right. And we have a budget of $9 million. (laughs) What? And 30 dogs. Um, There's a new show called Murder House Flip. What? It's like Fixer Upper, but it's houses where there have been terrible crimes. Wow. And so you learn about how to get the blood stra- stains out and the brain out of the whatever, and then, and then new hardwood flooring, and then you market it. And, well, boy, the, there's plenty of room for our Alsatian hounds, but there was a quadruple murder here. Oh, boy. I can tell you more about it coming up. But What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? U.S.-Mexico tensions are soaring today. We got a warning for parents about text effects on toddlers and a game-changing Armstrong and Getty Democratic campaign death pool update. You were really rocking until you said campoon. That's a good (laughs) team. Good team. So there's a report out today from Project Veritas, which has brought us a couple of interesting stories over the years, that ABC was given the Epstein's a scumbag rapist story years ago, but perhaps squashed it because of the whole Disney connection. Oh, right. ABC Disney. Right. So uh, more on that coming up in a little bit. That's just breaking today. Oh, that wouldn't surprise me a bit. No, no. Harvey Weinstein story with a different guy at a different network, but the same story. Right. News now with Marsha Phillips. Well, Mexico's president is rejecting President Trump's offer of U.S. military assistance in a war against drug cartels. President Obrador said it's not in line with Mexican convictions and called war the worst thing. Trump offered made the offer following news that at least nine members of a Mormon family were killed during a highway ambush in a Mexican border state this week by drug cartel gunmen. The victims reportedly had dual U.S.-Mexican citizenship. They had been living in that country for a number of years. Trump tweeting that drug cartels should be wiped off the face of the earth. Yeah, well, yeah, but easier said than done. Mexican president not uh, buying into any kind of uh, getting together with the U.S. to uh, try to uh, strike back. I'd keep your eye on Mexico. There's a rift between the administration and the military they haven't had for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, Think there's a coup coming or what? Well, I wouldn't go that far, but that's one of the possibilities. It's unlikely, but early part of the 20th century, there are coups, uh, military coups all the time. Um, but they've they've settled it more or less. But they're mad at each other right now. 
Turns out she's still in Democratic presidential hopeful Tulsi Gabbard has officially signed up for New Hampshire's presidential primary. Way to go, Tulsi. Representative from Hawaii filed the preliminary election paperwork in the Granite State today. Meanwhile, a second top executive is out at McDonald's just a day or so after the burger giant dropped its CEO. Squeezed a gal's buns. (laughs) What now? The chief people officer, otherwise known as HR, chief people officer David Fairhurst is gone, effective immediately. The uh, company, McDonald's, wouldn't say if it had any connection with the firing of their CEO, Steve Easterbrook. Put your meat away. Who... Who was let go on Sunday for violating it. company policy by having a consensual relationship with an employee? But it's consensual. Yeah, yes. that's just the whole power difference thing. I don't know. I just, I, I understand why you have those rules. I just don't know how, how realistic it is. Now, so to who complained? Was it somebody else who thought this person was getting favorable treatment? It was grimace. <sighs> Every. <laughs> McDonald's is being very tight-lipped about what this is all about. We took a bunch of texts on this last week when yeah. we were discussing it, and people yeah. said it's usually the third party. Sure. Yeah, she gets all the accounts or whatever because she's sleeping least, with them. Or at right. least you think she is. Right, right. Yeah. It, it introduces an un, uh, unattractive and unnecessary tension into the office. Mm. Turns out toddlers who spend too much time using screens can damage their brains. That's what a new study out of Cincinnati Children's Hospital is showing. The lead author says children ages 3 to 5 use tablets more than the recommended one hour a day. I guarantee you most kids are spending more than one hour a day on a screen at age 5. That'd be my guess. L.A. showed less development in areas of the brain critical to language, literacy, and cognitive skills. There's a line in a Bob Dylan song from one of my favorite uh, Bob albums. Man has invented his doom. Um, and uh, I'm not sure what he was talking about. It's hard to tell with old Bob, but there are days I think that the computer age is the invention of our doom. Yeah, I would never argue that it's good for you. Uh, I do as try to do as little as possible. Depending on your circumstances, it can be very difficult. But there also would be uh, the the more the hours that go up in screen time for five year olds. There would be all kinds of lifestyle things that go along with that, probably in a lot of households, mm-hmm. in terms of uh, you know how much attention you're paying, how much you're right. reading to your kids, how much right. you care about them and their homework and that sort of stuff. So. Uh, what, It'd be hard to tease out the specific effect of the screen. Right. That's what I'm saying. Right. And now, my friends, it is time for a game-changing Campaign Death Pool update. Oh, boy. Somebody got out bigger than Beto? Biden got out. Mess him, mess him. According to the standards stated on the record just minutes ago by Armstrong and Getty, oh, gee, the no, 2020 Democratic <laughs> Campaign Death Pool winner has been declared. What? I, Marshall Phillips, am declaring myself the winner of the competition following your official disqualification yeah. I, of Wayne Messam. I would vote for that, but I have a feeling no, I'm he, in the minority. Wayne Messam says he's in. He raised money right. for the presidential campaign. All right, let's take just, a look at Marshall's picks. Mike Gravel officially quit. Sure. Right. Swalwell, Swalwell. That was a good pick he's right out, there. Yeah. 
And, and then Wayne Messam, who's never who had raised, any significance, who raised five dollars in the third quarter. Yes, but yes. if you're if we're gonna go with kind of a feeling of they're not really running, well, there's a bunch of people we got to boot out. I was gonna say we need to scroll through and see else uh, see who else uh, has a case to make. All right, all right. Jack has Seth Moulton. He's out. Now, Julian Hugh, Castro. Julian Castro's pretty serious about yeah. it. So I can't, yeah. I can't claim yeah. I can't claim victory. All right. I Joe Getty have Jay Inslee. He's out. Kirsten Gillibrand, he's out. Steve Bullock. Bullock is, he's in <sighs> he, Twitter. I didn't I didn't realize this, but he's on Twitter every day talking about how he wants to be president, yeah. and here's why. So. And I tell you what, he's not a joke. He's a compelling no. moderate. He I, certainly shouldn't be governor of a state. Yeah, I know, but he can get nowhere, so no, I don't I don't win. Uh, positive Sean has Hickenlooper and Ryan. They're both officially out. Michael Bennett, oh. He's, he's a cartoon bear? Yeah. I believe so, yes. <laughs> he's less pathetic than Wayne Messam, but he is pathetic. All right, let's see. What else? How about Michelangelo? John Delaney, did he run? Marianne Williamson, she's on the ballot in, yep, she's in. New Hampshire. Forget it. Oh, you're not going to win because you got Elizabeth Michael. Warren. Yeah. Pound so he's going like, to drop out any day. Yeah. It's between Sean and uh, and Marshall. Yes, and if we ask Wayne Messam, he says, I am still running for president. Therefore, he is still involved. You it's got difficult a, to argue with Yeah, that. you got a decent argument that, because Bennett and Messam are in the same category-ish of running for president. So. Right. Yeah. There you go. Sorry, right. Marshall. So it's my claim you. is being my claim is being rejected. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. oh no! Yes. It's between you and Sean, should have had a couple of rules when we started this. Yeah. But, uh, what are you, yeah. you going to do? That'll it's the take wild time. west. So okay. a little more on Murder House Flip if we have the time. Also, the great Kevin Harlan who brought us the guy is drunk, but there he goes with another fabulous play-by-play call when something other than sports happened on the field. If you hadn't heard this uh, yet, stay tuned. If you have heard it, hear it again. It's so great, and it's next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A black cat is running from the 20 to the near side, the 10. From the 39 in Dallas, here's a short throw down the middle, caught by Ingram. Caught at the 35, went to the 30. Now the cat running the other way, and so is Ingram at the 30 to the 25, to the 24-yard line. It's a catch run of 15. Now the cat is stopped at the 50. They've stopped play, and the players with hands on hips are watching the cat run and zigzag all over the field. Now he's at the 5. He's walking to the three. State troopers come on the field, and the cat runs into the end zone. That is a touchdown. And the cat is elusive, which now climbs up into the stands, and the fans are running for their line. Now it goes back on the field again, and it runs up the tunnel. <laughs> the fans are running for their lives? Kevin Harlan. Oh, my God. Well, it's a terrified cat. If it has its claws, it could do some real damage, Jack. <laughs> That's beautiful. Walking to the three. <laughs> it's fabulous. I wish we could listen to that over and over again. But a brand new tape has surfaced, as Jack mentioned, from the folks at Project Veritas, which is Latin for truth, Jack. Who is, thank you. Who, who's talking to who here? Uh, so this, we hear is, it. this is ABC News anchor Amy Robach, yeah. uh, reportedly recorded in early August, discussing uh, a news story with her producer, um, but it's a it's a one way that you only hear Amy Rohrbach's voice in the in the conversation. Okay, I've had the story for three years. Had- uh, this is in regards to the Jeffrey Epstein story. Uh, oh, okay. I've had the story for three years. I've had this interview with Virginia Roberts. 
we would not put it on the air. Um, first of all, I was told, who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. This is a stupid story. Um, then the palace found out that we had her whole allegations about Prince Andrew and threatened us a million different ways. Um, we were so afraid we wouldn't be able to interview Kate and Will that we that also quashed the story. And then, um, and then Alan Dershowitz was also implicated in because of the planes. She told me everything. She had pictures. She had everything. She was in hiding for 12 years. We convinced her to come out. We convinced her to talk to us. Um, it was unbelievable what we had. Clinton. We had everything. I, I tried for three years to get it on to no avail. And now it's all coming out. And it's like these new revelations. And I freaking had all of it. I, I, I'm so pissed right now. Like every day I get more and more pissed because I'm just like, oh, my God, we it was um, what, what we had was unreal. Other women backing it up. Hey, yep. Brad Edwards, the attorney three years ago, saying like aunt, like. We, there will come a day when we will realize Jeffrey Epstein was the most prolific pedophile this country has ever known. I had it all three years ago. Wow, and she's still on the news, though. I mean, she didn't uh, she didn't go to, to some other outlet and say, hey, I'm quitting, and here's why. Right, yeah, um, I, yeah although I don't, don't want to get hung up on that. But, I mean, you got NBC uh, excusing a rapist and bully and, and sexual predator and discriminator against women. Uh, in old uh, fathead uh, Weinstein, and you got ABC uh, excusing child rape to preserve access to the royal family. So the palace says, hey, hey, this Prince Andrew stuff, and they're worried, well, we won't get to interview Kate, Kate Middleton. And Wills. If we, uh, if we go forward to this story. Wow, that's something. No, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't argue that she needs to give up her cool, really cool job being on, uh, which one are they? They're Good Morning America. Her really cool job being on Good Morning America for this, but um, I think it gives you some idea of the level of cynicism that these people have. Right, right. These are the brave defenders of truth who are lecturing you on how to live your life. Just fantastic. That's incredible. I don't think I'm protecting any scoundrels. Nothing I'm aware of. I also don't give a crap if I ever talk to Wills or Kate in my life. Jeez. Wow. Honest to God, if you told me right now, or over there, you can go talk to him for an hour, a world exclusive. Yeah. I got other things to do. Just, I'd, you know, different people like different stuff for entertainment, I guess. But I would do it just because I would ask them, what the what what kind of life do you have? I mean, how weird is it that you were born <laughs> into this? And when did you first realize how strange your existence was going to be. Are you I'd a, ask him stuff like that. Are you a hemophiliac? <laughs> Answer the question. Is your blood actually blue? <laughs> okay. Um. Wow, so that's something. So they sat on the Epstein stuff, partly at the behest of, because Prince Andrew was involved? And so Why this else? Is a, this is a seven-minute long tape, so some of it gets into the... Think the Disney connection, Disney, ABC, that, and that's the extent of the the tape that we have. The video that they released have them kind of going over and hypoth- okay, okay, doing gotcha. hypotheticals about what this right. means and who could be involved. So, well, I'm just I'm trying to noodle through. I mean, because it's obviously a blockbuster story. It, it would have to be more than just Prince Andrew because you could probably soft pedal that angle of it. I or I don't know. This just came out, and uh, we'll probably learn more about how much she did or didn't have. 
But we do know in the Ronan Farrow situation, he had enough to win a Pulitzer Prize. Oh, yeah. And like NBC said, no. Nah. he took it next door. Yeah. And NBC said, no, nah, I'm not sure you got this story nailed down yet. So it's possible yeah. she had it completely nailed down, as she says, right, too. She, she had all the details. She had other women to corroborate. Right. And uh, sorry, can't do that one. Right. It helps to be powerful, doesn't it? Oh, helps to be powerful. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. So expect a mealy-mouthed statement of crap from ABC at some point today, I expect. So uh, this murder house flip show that's caught my attention. I have uh, long said I actually I almost bought a property that a horrific crime was committed on because I thought I don't particularly care. I don't I don't believe in bad juju or anything like no, that. I don't think it would bother me. I don't believe in ghosts. I wouldn't I wouldn't tell my family. Because it would weird them out, maybe, but yeah. I'd be okay with it. Yeah, I was actually it was it was uh, it was an in, more of an investment, and I was going to just wait for a while because um, you know time heals all stuff. Anyway, <laughs> it's, um, it's property deep. values is that how that? Right. Sentence? Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> well, that's, that'd be another uh, another way to put it. It's alternate wording. <laughs> Elise Cedar, who's the senior vice president of alternate and syndicated programming for Sony Pictures Television, and press release. To uh, Today Home said, we're thrilled to bring this one-of-a-kind series to life and dive into a world that combines America's two biggest obsessions, true crime and home renovation. <laughs> the, uh, the new show is Murder House Flip. So what can viewers expect from this no- new home improvement show? Quote, a colorful cast of forensic specialists, spiritual healers, and high-end renovation experts. They'll uncover the crimes, shocking secrets, and scandalous history of the homes. Now, in in, in these cases, are the homes all cleaned up and everything like that? Because that's a different situation if I'm buying a house and it's covered in blood and goo. Are you just saying a crime committed there? Because we, yes, we, we but... used to get calls all the time from a guy who made a lot of money cleaning up crime scenes. Yeah. That was his job. Yeah. He said it's it's uh, some people are cut out for it, some are not, but he was making a lot of money. But I would assume the crime scene has been cleaned up, and now it's just the memory of it. Really? I don't know that. I do know that they deal with some of the aspects of that in the home. Like, you got to replace all the flooring, because there used to be a lot of blood. Oh. I know. I don't want to be involved in that. I know. It's, it's, what, flooring installation? It's honorable work. No, I don't want to take out bloody flooring. Oh. I don't want to do that job myself. No. Well, that's what our, our buddy on the phone did. Um, right, right. I would hire somebody to deal with that. You know, and to, the more I think about it, to be fair, it depends on the crime. There are certain crimes that if they'd occurred in a room, I don't think I'd ever not be able to think of it. Yeah. And I don't even want yeah. to mention them on the air. Right. Right. But I, I would agree. I would agree. It's not particularly children related, raising oh kids. God. I just, no, I couldn't. No, 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 no. 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 Yeah, like 20% off these murder houses fit. Like what sort of discount am I looking at for living in a crime scene? Then there's there are large segments of society, including some ethnic groups, that will not buy a house if anybody died in it. Well, that's of unrealistic. Age, natural causes. That's unrealistic. Well, they won't. Okay. I saw a sale fall through because really? they were that ethnicity. Wow. They darned. found out at the last second and no bailed. No kidding. Yep. We've now entered Final Thoughts with your host, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. That kind of sounds like what you might hear when you enter heaven. I don't know. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Marshall Phillips, esteemed newsman. Final thought. All right, final thought. The turkeys are back just in time for Thanksgiving. There's like thousands of them in my neighborhood now. Well, maybe not thousands. I hope you're okay. (laughs) Uh, Positive Sean, final thought for us. Remember, remember the 5th of November, the gunpowder treason and plot. I know of no reason the gunpowder treason should ever be forgot.
That's all I got. All right, then. If you know it, you know it. If you don't, yeah. It's the mean. anniversary of the Guy Fox thing? Is that yeah. right? He knows it. Yeah. Look how cool Jack is. He actually is. was a nobody. Why he got named for it is a... He had a cool mustache. Yeah. It's injustice. Michael, final thought? All right. I love Kevin Harlan's uh, commentary on the cat, but I want to hear this from him. There's a camel on the field. There's an iguana running across the pitcher's mound, and a kangaroo has gotten on the ice. Wow. <laughs> All right, then. Challenge for the man. Jack, do you have a final thought for us? Yeah, speaking of uh, homes with a crime scene, I actually grew up just a few miles away from the home where the Clutter family was killed for the In Cold Blood really? famous book and movies. Yeah, just, wow. just, just down the highway from us. Yeah. And, uh, and other people lived there, and... There's you ever no, meet Truman Capote? He was, I did not. I did not meet Truman Capote. <laughs> well, well, he was there for quite a while. Some places become unholy, uh, like, tourist shrines, too, yeah, and you yeah. wouldn't want that. It hadn't yeah. at the time when I lived there. I wondered after uh, if it has since. My final thought is purely commercial. If you miss these segments, uh, multiple, with uh, Tim Sandifer, Tim the Lawyer, they're there at armstrongandgetty.com via the podcast. Uh, enjoyable, as always, talking about liberty and the Constitution and impeachment with Tim Lawyer. Yeah, good stuff. I mean, we had a, a bunch of texters say it was a fantastic segment uh, with Tim, so you want to check it out. They're going to play it for friends and neighbors and all that sort of stuff. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say what that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? You either crack or you drink. Those are the two things you do. Armstrong and Getty.